Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NFL. First down and goal to go at the Raven two-yard line. Make a hand, a short roll, throw back, left, wide open, Eric Fisher, a tackle eligible, Eric Fisher, the fish, jumps out of the pond and goes into the sweet nectar of the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. We were hoping they would work, you know, so start with, but it, uh, there's nothing like Monday Night Football, right? So, but that doesn't mean, you know, that you stop there. I'm not saying that, but it's just a good, good time to use it. Chiefs throwing the ball to the big man. Tackle eligible for the clinching touchdown as they beat the Ravens 34-20. Chiefs improved to 3-0, one of seven undefeated teams in the NFL. And Patrick Mahomes amazes and awes once again. Fake jump passes, PK, and then scrambling the other way, just making stuff up on the fly. And, of course, it works. Yeah, he's good. 10,000 yards. Passing in his career already. Nobody else has done that in 34 games. So the bigger question, though, can they go back-to-back? Off to a good start. Undefeated 3-0. Getting ready to play New England next week. Chicago Bears made the switch. Nick Foles is their starting quarterback. Mitchell Trubisky goes to the bench. Bears, of course, passed on Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes to draft Trubisky. Now with Foles, they're 3-0 and uh, trying to pretend like everything's going to work out. Is everything going to work out for the Bears, PK? How are they doing, man? What, we need to pretend. <laughs> they're 3-0. All right. See you in the Super Bowl. Only one team. Only Well, only two teams go up. That's your definition of working out. No, I think for the Bears, I think for the Bears, they'd be pumped if they got back to uh, 10 wins and got to the playoffs. And are off to a good start. They did lose Tarek Cohen, torn ACL. The running back is uh, out. So, lost him in the uh, Atlanta game. And the Houston Texans are bringing in uh, seven-time Pro Bowl safety Earl Thomas for a workout, and the expectation is they're going to sign him. The Ravens let him go in training camp. So, see if he lands there. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. I take all the responsibility, but we're going to get it fixed and get going. I believe in this coaching staff. I believe in this team. We spent all day yesterday analyzing the film. The truth is we got to coach better. Got to start with me. Got to prepare our team better. Got to coach our coaches better. We got to execute better. We got to make better in-game adjustments during the game, during halftime. Could have had a better plan on both sides of the football first game. I suppose that's all true, but didn't it feel like he was uh, falling on the sword a little too hard? I mean, it's one loss in one game. Or it's LSU football, and I don't understand how important it is. And no. How dare they lose a game? That just means he has job security, so yeah. he's able to do that. It's like the, 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 the NBA coaches, you know, the ones who are more outspoken on other issues because they're not as worried about getting fired, so he can say that. 
If you were a coach that was embattled, I don't know you would do that. But he just went 15-0, and zero, and he's a good old Southern boy, and he has this funky voice, and he went 15-0, and zero, and he's a nice man, and he went 15-0. and zero, so. <laughs> He <laughs> has a did, national championship ring. What role did 15-0 and zero play in all of this? Uh, it plays a lot because then he has the credibility, so he's able to get away with saying that stuff and putting all the pressure on him. Taking it off the players. Seeing if that works. Yeah. Maybe they got to recruit better, though. They won last year because they were just completely loaded with just tons of talent. Well, if losing one game is the definition of bad recruiting, then I suppose so. Notre Dame announced they had 18 positive tests. They got 18 players in isolation, and they've got uh, seven were already quarantined, so... They don't play again until October 10th. They've got uh, Florida State, so they got a little time to sort all that out. Georgia coach Kirby Smart telling reporters that JT Daniels, you remember him from USC, JT Daniels will be medically cleared to play this week against Auburn. He was not available as Georgia beat Arkansas in the opener. And they ended up winning that. Got a defensive score and a safety and... Finally got the offense rolling 137 to 10. So only had five points at halftime, though. Yeah, they were. They were down at halftime. But they got on track, they won the game, and now they get JT Daniels. You got high expectations for him, PK? JT Daniels or Cleveland? Or JT Daniels. Uh, I yeah, sure. Why not? Georgia, man. You ought to be able to win ball games. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Well, Doc Rivers had two years left on his contract with the Clippers, but in what is being labeled a mutual decision, they're parting ways. Jeff Van Gundy and Tyron Lue are considered favorites for the open job in L.A. And where will Rivers land? There are other jobs open around the NBA. Have to see how all of this shakes out. Or will Rivers do a little broadcasting before he goes back to the sideline? He did some of that before. Seemed to have an act for that. So. Switch sweet seats with Jeff, Jeff Van Gundy. A trade. The Clippers and ABC and ESPN are announcing a trade. I think it's the players. I think it's the coach, PK. I know he's got the 3-3-1 losses and all that, but... Oh, I think it's the players. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Are they going to need more help? This is just rearranging stuff, so they'll bring in somebody who's been a coach before and uh, maybe Becky Hammond will get her job one day. Lakers are heavy favorites in the uh, NBA Finals. And we're all picking them, aren't we? I am. Yeah, I don't think anybody wants to go with the upset pick in the heat. Mavericks owner Mark Cuban picked up Delonte West at a Dallas gas station. is attempting to help the homeless former NBA player get his life back on track. Sources close to West told TMZ the family and friends have been trying to get him to go to drug rehab. And Cubans offered to pay for his treatment. Sad story right there. And Mark Cuban, see if he can help Delonte West. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Are you ready for some baseball? Non-stop, PK. Yeah. It all starts, ABC's got the Astros and the Twins at noon. ESPN's got the White Sox and the Athletics at 1. TBS has the Blue Jays and the Rays at 3. And then back to ESPN for the Yankees and the Indians at 5 o'clock. 
So, four AL series getting going today. Which one excites you the most? You got one you're more pumped about than the others? No, not really. No. I'm, if I'm available, I'll have the television on watching it, or at least in the background. That ought to be about noon till eight. Four games spread out over eight hours. Yeah, that's fine. National League doesn't get going yet, but that gives Derek Jeter a chance to savor it. Marlins CEO Derek Jeter calling his team's playoff berth a stepping stone. So they attempt to rebuild the franchise. They're going to match up with the Cubs. We didn't come here to chase a championship or a playoff appearance, he said. We want to be sustainable. Yeah, what's funny about Miami slash Florida is they've never lost a playoff series. <laughs> they got two World Series wins. And they don't qualify most of the time. Right. And what does that leave you with? Not getting beat in the playoffs. Yeah, and you know, I'm sure they're going to play up the Cubs and the Marlins because that was the Bartman thing. And uh, I give you a couple of references to that, and then you got to move on from that. It's just like I don't want to hear anymore that uh, Zach Wilson went down three times a day to work out with John Begg, and he kept driving back in between. You like hearing it once or twice, but the 11th reference? I got right. it. So so I can get you a couple of times on this, and then it really has no bearing on today. What, well, I can't even remember what year that was. It was 15 years ago or so. I don't know. What is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up at 8 o'clock, Dylan Cauley, former BYU wide receiver, is going to join us to talk a little college football. And we'll get a Major League Baseball playoff preview with Steve Klauke, the voice of the bees. So stay with us. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We've got the question of the day coming up for college football fans. That is next. Stay with us. Let's go. The Big Show. It's a big deal. With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Former BYU quarterback Tanner Mangum. I wish I could see this BYU team against his normal schedule. A schedule that I had at the beginning of the year was looking obviously very daunting. But the way that they're looking right now, they're sharp in rhythm. Their defense is stout. Overall, they're clicking in all cylinders of the game. I think it's a tribute to this coaching staff and these players now, who most of them are upperclassmen. They've got three years now with Coach Grimes, Coach Roderick. More experience now with Coach Tuiaki on the defensive side. And things are going. And so I wish... I really wish I could see how BYU stacks up against Utah, Michigan State, Arizona State, Boise State. It'd be fun to watch. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action now. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call Action today at 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. Question of the day is Boise State, and maybe another yet-to-be-named opponent, good enough to prove how good BYU is. And right away, Dave jumps in with, slow down, I just hope they can open a can on La Tech. One game at a time, PK, somebody feels a little burned by Toledo and South Florida and Hawaii. That was last year, though, it has nothing to do with this year. I don't. When you're looking at a football team, you don't look at what they did 12 months ago. You look at what they're doing now. Jack says only if the other yet-to-be-named team is Utah State 
Go Aggies. Jack's voting with his heart there a little bit. Well, nationally, I don't think, and I don't think anybody could disagree with us here, that uh, Utah State has the rep that Boise has. I mean, Boise, since, uh, well, they, they first, when they made the jump, I looked this up last night, uh, to the Big West. Big West doesn't play football anymore. WAC doesn't play football anymore. But since, like, 1999, for 20 years, they are a little bit of what Gonzaga is, just domination in their respective leagues. Now, they've been in three of them, right, the Big West, the WAC, and now the Mountain West. And I don't think they've ever finished below second. And so they've got this national rep, and the game just screams to be played, and I think it will be played. Well, it'll be booked anyway. You never know what's going to be played today, but it'll be booked and it'll give the winner a real shot in the arm in terms of uh, credibility. Give them that. Because if you look at what Boise's done, Boise's strategy has been to clean up on its conference, which it has done. Absolutely. Generally speaking, it is done. And then you schedule one or two brand-name games you know, against a, a, an opponent that will get you some credibility. Uh, last year, even though Florida State isn't near what it was, uh, they played it. You know, when they made the scheduling, you know, probably didn't know when Florida State was going to turn crappy and run <laughs> through a slew of coaches. But they do that. And, you know, if they should win, well, it gives them a ton of credibility and then maybe get somebody in the bowl game. You know, and that's what they did last year. They uh, had the, the, the brand names on their pro, on their schedule, Florida State. And I think BYU's been a great series, obviously. And then they had the Washington game with the Chris Peterson I think that was the Vegas Bowl at the end last year, and they lost that ball game. So that's how they they get and they, and, I, and everyone remembers the Oklahoma win. I mean, it was a scintillating way, and uh, and uh, what's his face Johnson posing, proposing on the field. Uh, what was her name? Chrissy Popadix. I mean, I could still remember that. You know, and we all remember the trick plays and all that stuff, and and that's how they do that. And BYU, well, their brand is a little bigger. They've been doing it longer, obviously. Boise coming on the scene in the 90s, BYU coming on the scene in the late 70s, early 80s. And so they've got it longer. So it just makes sense. And I do think that in this season, you would like more, and they would have had more. The Cougars would have had more. But in this season, that game becomes the biggest game. Now, if you lose other games along the way, yeah, and that goes for both teams. But right now, both teams don't have any losses. One hasn't played any games, obviously. But that's what they're looking for. So it it must happen. And we both think it will. The schedule's all set up for it. There's going to be uh, – Air, Air Force is going to be off playing Army, so it's not like everybody can be playing conference games. They, they need another team to play a non-conference game. The game was already set for there. It's probably the best either team can do that weekend, so why not? So yeah, I think that I think, it, and it's a regional. It's a great rivalry. The series is going on. Then did, did, did they extend it? If I remember correctly, they did. Yeah, because that's the so, early twenty thirties, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so now. it's a great, great series. Deserves to be played. And BYU is looking for natural rivals because of this. A lot of this two and done that they have, where they play teams a couple of times and then you never hear from them again. Doesn't quite have the sizzle. If it's a brand name, you know, if you get SC in a home-and-home. It has the sizzle, but it doesn't have the staying power. It doesn't have the rivalries like you had for so many years, year after year, in the Mountain West or actually back in the WAC. 
you know, you're going to Laramie. You look at the schedule. Oh, they got to go to Laramie this week. And, or you know, San Diego State's coming into town. And you remember last year on the fumble, and they didn't call it a fumble, and somebody up in the video overruled it. You know what I mean? You get all these type of twists and turns. Utah back in Utah has it now in the, in the Pac-12, obviously, but they had it too. We remember the Joe Glenn flipping off of Kyle because Joe popped said something innocuously on a Monday in the student union building. And, you know, if you just play these teams here and there, you don't really get all that stuff. So Boise, you can have that. They've had some crazy games and some crazy finishes. And uh, so that matters. So it's a natural rivalry. I do think the Cougars have an opportunity maybe to add somebody else, too, at the end of the season. I don't know if it could be a P5, but if you look at, say, somebody, I'm just off the top of my head, like a Cincinnati, who's looking, maybe looking for more opportunities to bolster in December, there might be something, particularly if Army cannot be rescheduled, and that opens up... uh, you know, potentially two, three weeks of uh, possibilities of dates anyway to play games. So I think that Tom, and you, you listen to what Tom Hommel said yesterday, he was on our station on our show for a half hour in the summer, is basically grab whoever you could and just hold on. You know, you want somebody, and if somebody says yes, you take her to the dance. And, and so we've seen that. I mean, this Louisiana Tech game was put together relatively soon. I mean, it's the most recent scheduled game Uh but now his Tom's philosophy is, well, let's sit back. Why enter an agreement? Basically what he's saying, he couldn't say it. Why enter an agreement with uh, somebody who we can slaughter by 50 versus uh, maybe we can get a bigger name? <laughs> it would have so, been awesome if he'd said that. <laughs> well, that, I mean, he can't say clear, that, but that's what clear, he was saying. It was a clear implication. Yeah. Why just play anybody when we know we can beat just anybody? But – if we hold those dates open, even if he doesn't fill all of them, if he fills one of them with a marquee team, that's better than just lining up a slew of UTSAs and Texas states. Right, right, and that makes sense. And in and, and, and July and, and before that and when things were breaking and as we were going into August and all and, and you, know, you could read the tea leaves and see where it was going – uh, you know, I came in and told you two weeks before that there were, uh, the Pac-12 was going to go conference only because it had been told to me before. So naturally, he was aware of that too. So he was just trying to schedule games for literally the sake of scheduling games. Well, now you don't have to do that. And these guys are very confident in their football team. You know, I was talking to some guys the uh, last couple days and they're saying, wait a second here, man. This is really no different than what BYU's played for many, many years. Uh, in the Mountain West slash WAC, these two teams that they've played. They don't think that they're bad football teams. You know, they, they, they could have competed with the middle of the WAC and Mountain West, and I don't want to give up who I've spoken to, but if you look at BYU staff, they have many guys who've either played and or coached in the WAC, in the Mountain West, against New Mexico's and Colorado State's and Wyoming's, these teams, so they have a good frame of reference. But the majority of the coaching staff either played or coached or did both uh, against these teams. So if you said, so, for instance, that Troy is UNLV and Louisiana Tech is San Diego State and UTSA is New Mexico, that could be even in given year, 2004, 1997, right, what, right. 1989, whatever. I mean, you go down the staff, obviously you got Kalani, you got Jeff Grimes coach there, Aaron Roderick played, did both uh, defensively, Ed Lamb, Gennaro Guilford, 
uh, Tuiaki coached at Utah. So that's off the, off the top of my head. That's six guys who have been in BYU's uh, program, in and out of the program. They've left, they came back, whatever it might be. So they've got a lot of depth of experience. So when they speak and they see these teams on tape, well, they can go back to whether they're either playing or coaching or both and say, well, this team compares you know, UTEP or whatever it might be. We all know the teams way back when. So the point is, is that they think they've got a really good team. And so far, what's it, it's 110 to 10 or something, whatever the scoring differential has been, and that opens your eyes. So there's a lot of confidence in Provo regarding their football team, as there should be. Now, they got to make sure they don't lay an egg, and I think it's hard, no matter who you're playing, to go through undefeated. And in this case, it would be 8, 9, and 0, whatever it might be, 10, however many games they get scheduled. Uh, I, you know, I never, ever pick anybody to go undefeated, at least in the West, because it doesn't happen very often. It seems like there's always one one bad weekend. One guy pulls a hammy and has to sit out or or something happens. But nevertheless, this is what they're looking at. So to get this one game, which is a no-brainer, and possibly two, uh, they'll, they'll face some tests, and we'll, we'll know to a degree. We'll maybe not know just uh, as much as the prior schedule, but you, you can't get caught up in that because that was all sorts of uh, circumstances well beyond anyone's control. But I like what's I like the possibilities of what BYU can achieve this this season. So Tom left the door open for uh, scheduling a game in November. They've got several uh, open weeks out there. Actually, the only game they have scheduled one. is yeah. North Alabama on November 21st. Right. And he also left open the possibility of playing in December, which they don't usually do. But he pointed out the word usual, and this season is anything but usual. Well, I went through and looked at the schedules of, of these other teams last night. Cause I, it, can they get a good group of five game? I think they can, but I don't think it'll be in November, It's except for Boise. So in my mind, that Boise game, if they stay on the Friday the 6th or move it to the Saturday the 7th, I think it was originally supposed to be a Friday. So that's one. I don't know that he can get any other games in November unless they can find a way to get Army uh, post-Thanksgiving. But the couple of weeks in December, there's a whole bunch of possibilities there of teams, that, and you have to see who's going to be good. Uh, you know, is it going to be from the AACs, Conference USA? You know, these teams uh, usually, usually the the teams that are the better teams in those conferences, usually they're pretty decent. You know, Cincinnati, Memphis, uh, Central Florida, uh, and we'll see about the other other teams out there. And they 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 potentially could be available. Well, I think they are available. So what happens is they, yeah, their conference title game is December 5th. And if the team that wins the conference title is just a little short of getting into a New Year's Six bowl game, of course, then they might. And, and I think you would say the opposite. Um, you know, if a Mountain West team comes up short. Now, the problem with the Mountain West is they've already pus- pushed their schedule back. So that gets a little harder. Um, you know, but there might be a date for uh, Army on that December 5th. You know, the, the problem is Cincinnati doesn't have a bye in November. They're playing every week. No, it's not yeah. going to be in November. Right. It's, they're going to have Boise in November, and then they can maybe reschedule Army, and then the other teams 
that we're talking about that they may need to boost it both sides would be in December. I went through and I looked at it all as I was watching the NFL game because it was clear that KC was going to win, so I could easily, uh, you know, so to speak, one eye on that and the other eye on the computer, and I was looking through all that stuff to see about it. So is that good enough? Boise State and one other yet-to-be-named opponent. And Aaron is signing off on it. Yes, play the Broncos and whoever they can get. Not necessarily whoever they can get. If you go whoever they can get of a quality team, yes. But I don't know that I would play another game against some dog team to play it. Now, you make money, so yeah, but I, you know, I'm, I'm concerned for their finances, but it's not my wallet. So I guess the question is, after uh, playing every week through October, how many bye weeks would they want in November? If you put a game in with Boise State on the 7th, you'd have a week off. You play North Alabama. You probably have Thanksgiving weekend off. And then you might have, you know, Army and, say, a Conference USA team. Or not Conference USA, sorry, an American athletic team. So maybe you want those couple of buys in there to get healthy after playing, I don't know what it would be, six weeks in a row, seven weeks in a row, if everything if everything goes right. Now, you might have buys built in, and you might want another game because maybe you have a buy because somebody canceled. Well, that's, that's why Tom avoided defi- any definitive statements. You know, why guarantee a bunch of stuff that when there's a bunch of stuff you don't control along the way? Outside of Boise and Army, I think that the only games they would get in November is if somebody had a postponement. Right. And they, that particular program, fill in the blank, uh, say it was Utah, and they had two postponements. And so they didn't want that. And Larry Scott uh, said, yeah, go ahead. And the other conference members said, yeah, go ahead. That's right down the street, uh, easy to, to accomplish with the testing and all that stuff and, you know, relatively risk-free comparative uh, to other programs and other possible games. So maybe you go in that direction. But I don't know that, that that's going to have an unusual, unusual set of circumstances, and this is an unusual season, so who's to possibly rule it out? I don't think you can. Uh, as Tom said, if you're not thinking week to week this year, you're crazy. And that's particularly for the football team and the players. They need to think week to week because they need to have high uh, alertness and be on high regard or whatever, alert, I guess, as far as making sure you're doing everything possible to avoid the to COVID and however you need to do that. So stay away from crowds, blah, blah, blah. So... They need to think week to week. He is thinking both and see what develops. I think this Cougar team will be tested. And then it comes down to how good the Cougar team is. That's that's the exciting part. We have an opportunity to see. Steve doesn't believe that. He says, we'll never know. I guess under the theory that no matter how good a team they play, even if they win, there'll be another level of team that they don't get to test themselves against to. So there'll be some question mark at the end. Ah, uh, yeah, but that's no different than any other season, really. Unless you, you know, you're in the playoffs, Ohio State, and you yeah. get in and you do your thing that way. And uh, coming out of LSU, I mean, they, you know, I mean, the SEC, it's, it's very difficult. And what they did last year, 
They prove themselves through and through, undisputed. So that's that's the nature of college football, though. If you're not in the playoff, there will be questions. Yeah, to to one degree or another. Uh, you know, the SEC, they deserve you run through that thing undefeated. Well, you deserve to hold the trophy. That's just the way it is. More people posting here. Uh, the question of the day, if BYU adds Boise State and another yet-to-be-named opponent, would that be enough to prove how good BYU is? I guess along the way, if they get beat by one of these teams, then yeah. maybe that just establishes their ceiling. And I guess it depends on how the game ends and all that. But it probably establishes their, their ceiling, and then we know how good they are. And if they beat everybody that Tom is able to schedule – then there'll be more questions. Okay. Unless yeah, he great. schedules Alabama and Clemson. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> the great debate. Then so, uh, the questions will Nick, be answered. Nick, Dave, let's play. <laughs> and, and even when BYU has beaten these teams historically, oh, well, that team isn't very good. So uh, the Cougars for years and years have not been able to win in that, that race, in that game. Well, that so, is that is the classic Power Five yeah. uh, line. Anytime, anytime they lose, Alabama didn't want to be there. Yeah, back to Bo Diddley Tech, and it was a Brian Gumble oh, yeah. in '84. Yeah. So we're going back 40 years. So and I guess that's the part of scheduling Boise State is that then if you're gonna if you're gonna schedule Boise State and that's going to happen, and we both think it probably will, then you got to root for Boise State to be undefeated. Because if Boise State comes in with a couple of losses, that takes the steam out of that. It does. Potentially does, yeah. But at the same time, if they have a couple of losses to uh, well, San Diego be, State I guess and whoever the, might be good this year by one or two points and you beat yeah. them by 30, come on. I guess we've we gotta, I gotta, I got to reel in my brain to 2020. They would only have played a couple of games. If they come in with a couple of losses, they'll be 0-2 because they're going to start the 24th of October – Second game would be Halloween. Third game would be the BYU game. Third game of the season. I'm sitting there thinking November seven. You know, if they could be uh, six, seven, and zero. Oh, wait a minute. Well, I was actually thinking at the end of the season, not yeah, in the and that actual would be the thing when they play. Hopefully, they'd be two and zero coming in, and then if BYU yeah. beats them, then as a Cougar fan, you're watching Boise State scores every week to make sure that. You know, well, that's no different. Yeah, I'm sure most uh, most BYU fans were rooting for Navy against Tulane. That doesn't really change anything. Come on, Navy, get off the deck. Yeah. They did. Off the deck. I see what you did there. Yeah, accidentally, but I'll take it. Nice pun. (laughs) I caught it. Yeah. I mean, and then in the second half, they sailed. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) 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 Must be Steve Klauke's day to come on the air then. Right? (laughs) We're just warming up for Steve. Uh, Kirk Garfield tweets at us. Uh, you know, are these, would that be good enough adding these two games? Probably not, but at least they're playing. It's still fun, and it is good for the kids at BYU. So I think Kirk is anticipating victory. That just, okay, that's like, it's like climbing the stairs. You know, you get to a landing, that's great. Now you got the next set of stairs. Well, why probably not, though? I, I don't understand that. I would, I would disagree. I would assume because he thinks that they're going to win, and that will simply lead to more questions. Okay, they can beat Boise State, and you think Boise State is the 30th or 20th or 15th, but whatever you think, you know, it elevates BYU, and now you got more questions, you know. 
can they beat this Big 12 team? Man, those Big 12 defenses don't look very good. Could they take down, you know? And so you just keep playing that. Who's going to, you know, who's going to look good in the, in the Pac-12 this year? I mean, all the pick was going to be Oregon. And maybe it still will be. But you and I were talking off the air yesterday about all Oregon's losses. You know, now we are seeing guys opt back in and they don't play for a month. So maybe somebody will opt back in. But they got some real talented guys who are probably going to go pretty early in the draft who in a quote-unquote normal season would have helped them a lot. Right now, they're not going to have them. Okay, how's that relate to BYU, though? Well, because you want BYU to beat whoever is good in the Pac-12. And I was going to say, well, Oregon. Could they beat Oregon? Well, well they're going to play Oregon, Oregon in the, the Pac-12. Team. I don't know that they're going to be able to get anybody out. I think the only way, right. to, get, the only way to get Pac-12 games, the only way to get Power 5 games is kind of that, which is really, even by this year's standards, really bizarre, the way Houston and Baylor tried to schedule a game on the fly. Because they both knew, you know, I don't know what it was, nine, ten days in advance, whatever it was, that their opponent wasn't going to be available, and they wanted a game. You know, if your opponent doesn't become unavailable um, on, say, Wednesday, it's too late to schedule the game. That, that's not going to happen. But if you know ten days out that both your opponents are going to have to go through these two-week quarantines and they can't play, then maybe you can schedule something just because – you know, the, the Pac-12 is not going to want to have teams playing four and five games. You know, they're going to want to fulfill their TV contract. They're probably going to tell BYU, hey, you got to come here. But if BYU is as good as we think they might be, then they'd be willing to go there, wherever there is, whatever team. Well, they may not need it, though. because The, the whole idea is to get into a prestigious bowl. Yep. That's true. And so they may not need that. To, to, to get in so and then if they get in they'll be playing one of these teams yep so you don't have to worry about if Oregon is defecting or coming back I mean that really has no bearing on BYU uh, that has bearing on Utah potentially although I, I'm pretty sure what they're going to do is they're going to take the teams that they think are going to challenge for first place and give them the easier crossover games so they're going to set it up to allow them to have the best chances to go undefeated. So you're not going to see Utah, Utah Oregon. and Oregon. The TV networks so. are like, give us a high-profile game. The Pac-12 is like, no, we've seen everyone else scam the system. We're going to well, do What it you'll too. see is Colorado and Oregon. Right. Let's and so the they'll, let's go. They'll, USC and Washington State? Utah well, they'll Washington fina- State? What they'll do is they'll finagle it so the Arizonas, say, play the Oregons. And so they'll think, well, Arizona isn't supposed to be very good, and so they'll play Oregon. They might take the care Devils, of Devils. No. If, if if things can go right, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think you'll see that. I think they'll 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 slot them with Oregon State. So they'll take. Yeah, that's what I was saying. The, the, Oregon State's probably bottom half of the conference. I mean, I know right. they were getting better last year. Watch but. out for Oregon State. That's a program that could bite you. Well, they, I mean, they beat the Devils last year. So uh, if they deem ASU as legitimate contender, if they don't, then they're not going to care. Makes but sense. the teams yeah. that they deem as legitimate contenders, the crossover games will be against the easier of the two schools in whatever state. That's what they'll do. Or Figure out who one is and then match them up with whoever you think six is in the other division. Figure out who two is and match them up with five. I don't know that, yeah. I, I, I think my guess is they're going to try to do it to, to, to try to camouflage it to have, like, Arizona's would play the Oregon's. And so that's the way we've decided to do it. So they're going to 
but really what they're saying is... We'll all read through it, but they'll yeah. try to hide. So they're going to have the California schools play each other because they do love those rivalries. UCLA, Cal, USC, Stanford. Well, what you would have, yeah, we'd have USC, Stanford because Cal is expected to be better than Stanford this year. So that's the way they would do it to give them... SC the best chance to go seven well six and zero. What they would want is they because it's a six game regular season. So what their their ideal is to have two six and zero teams play each other in that seventh game. So the Utes get either Oregon State or Washington State. That would be the prediction for the crossover. If they view the Utes as being a legitimate contender. And then I you mean, just do. because you're picked second doesn't necessarily mean you're viewed as a legitimate contender. Sure, Somebody's but if they're going to second, but if they're going to take care of Oregon and Washington, it's basically trying to build a pyramid so the Oregon Washington game looks better. Yeah, I think it's Oregon Cal though. I don't think it's oh, Oregon's going. Oh, okay. If, if I'm voting, and this is my opinion, sure. I could be wrong. But you're giving Cal UCLA. It. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because I'm going Oregon 1, Cal 2. And UCLA's at bottom half of the South Division. Right. At, so at by default, though, version. then you end up with Utah and Colorado versus the Washington schools. Which, yeah, and I don't know that. I mean, that's they, sure. they could go Oregon's uh, just as easily. Utah uh, That's why I think Let's Utah's go. getting Oregon State or Washington State. That's what I Colorado think, Colorado yes. is going to get Oregon or Washington. Because the, the, right. the California schools really want to play each other. And it kind of works out. You set Cal up by giving them UCLA. Stanford was down, and so you give USC Stanford. Yeah, and none of that is a guarantee, by no, the way. No, but if you're trying to you're figure it to out. beat those teams. Nope. There are no guarantees. You can always turn it over three times and screw it up. Well, in, particularly in this conference. And particularly in a year where maybe your practices have been off. And if you're playing this game as the first game before you jump into division play, where the stakes are higher because everything's a two-game swing and a tiebreaker head-to-head. I mean, we just saw it in the Big 12, right? I mean, that Texas-Texas Tech game was crazy. Texas was supposed to win it, and they did, but it was pretty crazy along the way. Yeah, but there's also the argument that uh, get your rivalries in earlier when you have the opportunity to stand a better chance to play these games. That is an argument. And then you don't have the emotional game for someone right before they go off to play the conference title game. And if it's early, then you could, if you lost a whole week, you could reschedule things because it's 2020 and you can do anything you want. To an extent, yes. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. College football, how good are the Cougars? Dylan Colley's going to join us at 8 o'clock. And the baseball playoffs start with four games today in the American League. The National League gets going tomorrow. Steve Klauke will join us coming up at 8.30. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Athletic director at Utah State, John Hartwell. Hey, let's play ball, man. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> I love pumped. it. How great was that when you were able to break the news to your athletes that they were going to play? It was unbelievable. I mean, just knowing that we've got a plan put together for it, Gary and his staff and, and our student athletes. We're really excited. And obviously, we've got some work over the next four weeks to get ready. And then there will be some challenges throughout the season, I'm sure. But just the anticipation and the excitement of trying to get back to something that's somewhat normal, I think, has everybody excited. 
Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We're brought to you in part by Mark Miller Subaru. Question of the morning. If BYU is able to schedule Boise State, which seems probable, and maybe another yet-to-be-named opponent, which, uh, who knows. But is that good enough to prove how good BYU is? So there's some possibilities out there. Army on Thanksgiving weekend? They got to they buy on Thanksgiving weekend, so maybe that's a place yeah. to reschedule that. If Army's putting together a good season, they might want one more game. Boise State on November 7th. That kind of fills up the month of November. That would leave BYU one bye in November and three games because they already got North Alabama there. And then maybe a game in December against a, uh, a really good team, maybe the conference champion from America Athletic. Right now they got their title game the first Saturday in December, so the second Saturday in December. You might be able to add somebody in there. David Hatch tweets at us, mm, is that enough to prove how good BYU is? He says, it depends. If BYU destroys every single team on their schedule, including said Boise State Broncos, and another top-tier G5 or maybe even a Power 5 team, then yes. If any games are close, then BYU's a really good team, but maybe not world beaters. So he still okay, wants blowouts want along the really way. Team. Yeah, I don't know that's possible every single game to be blowing people out. But if you are a really good team, what's wrong with that, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I guess to go back to the question, does it prove how good they are? It proves that they are good, but it might leave the door open to how good are they if they're whatever it ends up being, 8-0, 9-0, 10-0, 11-0, and you're still thinking, who else could they beat? Who could they could you know if they had a yeah. shot at Oklahoma or Texas or Oregon or USC or you but know that, or whoever? That's BYU. They're always going to. That's no different. That could always be looming out there. You're right because all it of this, always is. It's BYU. It's always been there. It's been there every year. They're good. It's what happens to Boise State when they beat Arizona in the uh, in the Fiesta Bowl. Well, who else could they beat? You don't get anybody else. You get that Central well, Florida. The yeah, UCF but even together. if you beat those teams. Well, they're not very good this year. <laughs> they're not very good so this year, you, and they didn't want to be there. You're, you, you're not going to win that game, so don't worry about trying to play that game. Well, it's like the year that UCF went undefeated and awarded themselves the national title. Because <laughs> they weren't allowed to play anybody else. How good are they? Hey, they had data metrics that backed them up as the number one team. Just ask them. Hey. Kyle was on the podium with all the confetti at the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, I'm voting for us. We beat everybody. <laughs> How good are they? They weren't allowed to play anybody else. And so that's stuff that's always going to be the argument. So I don't understand why anybody would be worried about that. that, that to me, that seems just a pointless knock-your-head-against-the-wall stuff. Because they want all the glory. Well, then win all the games. Well, that's the thing. If you're not in the Power Five, you win all the games. So the Power Five can still shut you out. Welcome to right. college but football. You can't, there's you nothing can't you can that. do about that. Right. So why knock your head against the wall? Enjoy the undefeated season. Savor it forever. You'd fans They're still not like- playing for the playoff. They're not going to let you in. That's already established.
what you're doing is playing to win all of your ball games, and then you can get uh, hopefully a nice game at the end, win that, and then you're looking to cash in in the momentum when you get back out there. Okay, young fill-in-the-blank Latter-day Saint, you don't need to go to Utah, you don't need to go to Oregon, you don't need to go to Stanford. Man, we are building something here. That's what you're playing for. Come be a part of it, man. We dance on the sidelines. We have so much fun here. And you want to be somebody big time, stay here in this community, and you can set up camps, and you can get an entrepreneurial <laughs> job, and so you can be available to go go play golf, and then when your kids get older, go watch them. You'll, be, you'll get to go on sports radio, and you can be somebody, all that stuff. So you don't have to just be some guy who played, and they go live in another community, and nobody hears from you again. Dropping into anonymity and nine to five in it. That was a yeah. famous, famous Brian Russell quote. What do you want? He says, I want to be able to retire and not have to nine to five it. <laughs> and he got, he got his wish. Don't want to nine to five it. Well, yeah, he played over 10 years in the league if he manages money correctly. And I know some guys who uh, had their kids go up against his teams that he's been coaching in that in California there and so yeah that's it and you you want to want to be somebody and your spouse you know I love going down to BYU when they'd have the open practices and the, and they get married so young there and the spouses would be walking around and the moms of the players would be walking around you get to be somebody and you're not just like Henry Hill and Goodfellas <laughs> <laughs> at the end there when they put him in the witness protection and he actually has to go each morning and get his own paper at the corner <laughs> just his legs that shot of suburbia no trees yeah. no hedges it's so yeah. boring <laughs> right right and so that's what that's what BYU's trying to do and it's not just about this year that they're trying to do it this year is what can catapult them because they really haven't had any big reasons to be able to say yeah I'm going to go to BYU beyond the natural ones that they have year after year right because they've been four nine and two seven and sixes. Well, that's not good enough. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 the zone. Dylan Colley's coming up next. Steve Clowkey at 830 to talk Major League Baseball playoffs. Cougar football with Dylan Colley next on 97.5 and 1280 the zone.